You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. A star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. You go, you get your master's. Now, are you in a relationship at all? I mean, a PhD. Are you in any sort of relationship with the P before you go to Adelphi? Yeah, I mean, there was a big gap of time between my master's at Columbia and the PhD. So I started in the, another master's program at Adelphi in the late 90s, I guess. Uh -huh. um, and yeah, at that time, I was in, in a relationship with my now ex, who's right. uh, my daughter's other mom. Right. And so we were together while I was at uh, Adelphi, Adelphi um, for most of the time. Right. <laughs> and that's when you and I ran into each other on the subway. Right. Um, was not long after, because I was living, you know, we split up. Um, I moved into Manhattan because I figured it would be easier to be a single parent there. Right. Because I hate suburbia. Yes. And you and I ran onto the, into, sorry, into each other on the subway. And we had both had very similar. Yes. Uh, yeah. It was suck sucky. Yeah. It, yeah. But it was so good to be able to like go, oh my God, me too. Your dissertation, which I read a little bit of. Really? Uh, yeah. Cause I'm I, not kidding. Characterological evaluation of the victims of stalking. And you write about how certain women are more vulnerable to be victims, like because of their attachment style, self-esteem and stuff. What was it about stalking that interested you? Well, I worked at, uh, in, on the admissions ward at Manhattan Psychiatric Center, which I don't recommend to anybody. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I just put an application in. Fuck. All right. Well, you might want to call them okay. and tell them not to process. Um, well, you know, you work on a First of all, it's a state psych hospital, so you're getting the sickest. So when you, when you were being the reception, like you saw that you had to, they came in and they were... At were they sickest. brought in? Yeah, and they're at their sickest. Were they brought in by family members or sometimes just uh, with, ambulance? At a state hospital, it was usually, you know, ambulance uh, or leave. Yeah, you know, okay. Rare, I mean, fa that was one of the problems. Like, these people had been rejected by their families or didn't have any family or, you know, the the most vulnerable among us. And, um, you know, so that was tough. The least difficult thing about it, honestly, was working with the patients, which was right. really interesting. So, you know, most of my patients were schizophrenic and, uh, well, I had, unfortunately for the first six months I was there, I had to work with sex offenders, which I really don't recommend to anybody. I had nightmares every night for oh, the entire I time I worked with them and hated it. Um, but other than them, you know, people with major depressive disorder, severe personality disorder. So it was interesting work. One of the things I, I also did uh, psychological testing uh, and neuropsych testing. So um, one of my patients was a stalker and wow. she was a rarity because she was a female stalker. Wow, that's fascinating. Yep. Uh, she 
went, uh, I don't remember how long ago it had been, but it had been a long time. She had gone for a, a checkup to a dent- dentist she'd never met before, fell madly in love with him instantly, believed he had fallen madly in love with her. And it, I mean, the rest is history. And as many years as it was later, she still believed the two, the two of them were destined to be together. And oh it was just... And, you know, the other thing, too, is this was a woman who had been incredibly intelligent and like her IQ had gone down like 40 points. No way. Yeah, because of the drugs. And it was just, you know, it was anyway. So I was interested and I actually presented the case uh, to the rest of the staff there. And um, because she was my testing patient and one of my colleagues was her therapist. And it was it was just really interesting to me that something like some random encounter could end up having such a long-term effect on two people who'd never met before. Right. Right. Um, You know, so what is that like for the victim who has no control over any, and has no, nothing to do with it. Literally nothing. This guy had never met her before. And yet all of a sudden, like she's stalking him and she's, and she's sending him love letters and she's showing. He's a fucking dentist who wants to be with a, Oh, sorry. My, my sister-in-law is a dentist and my niece just married a dentist. Okay. Sorry. But yeah. What is he, what is he like in the thing? And like, and she's fucking in love with him while he's sucking the fuck. All right. That's the thing I hate the most about that thing that sucks and that gets your tongue fucking caught on it. I yeah, hate I, that. I hate the pain part, but that's that also. Okay, so you need to get some foley work. Did you did you ever feel <laughs> did you ever feel like scared when you were interviewing these patients and or bring you know? Um no, you can't. <laughs> you just can't. Um, I mean, the worst was, I, you know, with the sex offenders, I just, yeah. Yeah. So what happened, am I allowed to ask what happened with your, the stalker that you, the woman stalker? Um, nothing. I mean, I, she stayed there. She was never going to get well. Um, I don't believe she had family that could take care of her. So like, what is, is that like a, a snapping in the, like, what is that that you You I, nobody knows, but, right. but one of the reasons I was also interested in in uh, the victim side of it was because I had o- always been fascinated in a horrified way by the head of Nussbaum case. I same. I could not stop thinking about that when that happened, Joel Steinberg, and you look at this guy, and I remember talking to. Um, other people about it. like he looks like a normal Jewish guy like just like any random Jewish guy and she's like her face is is beat up and I I told and then the fact that that the daughter Lisa you're a parent I'm a parent like if I saw a kid or if I was a teacher if, wouldn't you say is there something fucking going on I don't I don't know that, that's one of the things about it that 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 I found most horrifying. Yeah, because you see pictures of Lisa, and she looks disheveled. Like, yeah, like disheveled, neglected, right. tired, like bone tired, scared. Uh, yeah. Know. So that's a uh, that's another issue entirely. But yeah, Hedda Nussbaum when she met what's his name. 
Um, like that person would never have allowed right. any of the stuff that eventually. So it's a systematic. Apparently, I'm interested in the systematic dismantling of people. Yes. And look, I don't don't get me wrong. I understand that under the right circumstances, anybody can you know, do things in relationships they, they kind of can't imagine themselves doing. Right. And, and this was a very long project of it. It's not like he started abusing her on their first date, you right, know. Right, right, right. gets sucked in enough. But 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 then there is something that just made me wonder. It's like, okay, is it the process or is there is there some kind of personality characteristic that make somebody a little bit more susceptible than other people. Kind of like, you know, people who um, are raped are statistically more likely to get raped again. Or um, I can't remember her first name, uh, but the woman who wrote um, Battered Women's Syndrome. It seems like there are patterns that I I was just interested in looking at. Um, I mean, I got some interesting results, but unless you read that part, I can't tell what they were because it was a really long time ago. Yeah. I didn't read the whole thing. Yeah, thank goodness that you didn't. I would be worried about you if you had. Thank you. So you're (laughs) in New York. You you're a single mom. Mm -hmm. Um, I know the feeling. You're raising this daughter. Do you have any relationship with your cousins? I know because this is after I'd been disinherited. uh, My daughter was born. I was. My grandfather died in 1999, which is when I found out. Right. My daughter was born um, like five weeks after September 11th on, in 2001. So no, I had no contact with anybody in my family at that point. So you got disinherited because your grandfather was leaving everything to the five kids, but then it's now four kids, right? He originally was leaving to the five kids. And then now there's only four. You're... you're right. Uh, and he's, and it's like, well, shouldn't we get our father? And they're like, no, it's right. so here, why don't you take a $10 bill and, you know, take care. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and my, my uncle Rob, no offense, put it a little bit more eloquently than that. He said, kids, your grandfather didn't give a shit about you. And as far as he was concerned, dad is dead. I, I found that more, much more poetic than the way I love said. that. Right. It's almost I don't know. Um, it's 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 worthy of Shakespeare. Yeah, I love it. What is really very well spoken. OK, mm-hmm. so you're disinherited. You're a single parent. Uh, it was really fun time. It was it was good times. Good times. Yeah. yeah. What were you doing for a job after the. Yeah, um, I let's see. What, what did I do? Um, I actually. Took a break because I was really burned out after I, I taught for a few years. I taught grad school. So where'd you, know, you at, teach? At Adelphi. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And also I was writing my dissertation, but you know, I taught for a while and then I wasn't doing clinical work because um it's not it's not be simply because of the experience of Manhattan psych. I think if it, I think that it would have been fine, but it like personally, it was a really, really trying time. And I just needed a break. Right. I just kind of never, because I would have had to um, go through another two year thing. Oh, fuck that shit. Yeah. And I just like, I, 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 my, my daughter was growing up 
And, you know, I still had the means at the time to be with her as much as I could. And that was incredibly important to me because right. we split custody right down the middle. Same. And, you know, when she was with me, I wanted to, you know, because right it, it had been really hard when I was in Manhattan psych because I, you know, I left my house at six in the morning and I got home at 6.30 at night. And I literally only had time to spend with her on the weekends and, and it was re- really hard. So, um, and she was in school now. So yeah. I wanted to take her to school. I wanted to pick her up from right. school. I wanted to have dinner, all that stuff that normal people want to do with their kids. Other people do it. Uh, you know, they're in a relationship where they're supported financially and they can do that. So I'm going to do that for right. myself and for her. Then... I just made a total break with all of it and and uh, went into internet marketing, which is weird. But what I know, well, because look, it's just, you can do it from home, right? Right. Um, and but it's now who was it? You who wanted the baby or your ex? Well, we both did. Um, I she gave birth. I was going to give birth to the next one, but yeah. That's well, I mean, I, I went through I went yeah. through IVF and stuff, and it didn't go well. So. Um, Although, as it turns out, one is the perfect number for me. I, I yeah. love having... Well, and you, get a, and you like, got a daughter. Yeah. I mean, she she's like my favorite person ever. And, oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. So, so, I yeah, I'm really, really, really lucky. And um, I, I can't imagine not having a daughter. I can't imagine having more than one. So it worked right. out pretty well. You're disinherited. You have your own life. Did anyone ever in your family diss you for being gay or say anything? They didn't know. Um, Actually, this is weird. When we were at my grandfather's, uh, the wake was in the city. And in between the wakes sessions, we went back to my aunt's apartment for lunch. And out of nowhere... One of my cousins, my older cousin and his wife start talking to me about some guy, like their designer or some, I don't know, yeah. who's gay. And he's such a good guy. Like, okay. And? Good for him. Yeah. Um, but it seemed pretty clear to me that they were fishing. And Ah, well, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And if you were paying attention, um, I, whenever I was, had to bring a date to somebody, something, some family thing. It was always a guy who was a friend of mine. Right. Still in my thirties. Give me a break. You know? Right. So, well, I was going to say, unless they're idiots, but most of them are. So <laughs> <laughs> but clearly, I mean, you know, my cousin yeah. is not an idiot. He actually was also a clinical psychologist. So they were fishing for whatever reason. Maybe they were trying to make me feel, who knows? Right. Uh, but it was really weird because it was at my grandfather's funeral, basically. Right. Um, and then that's like the last I ever saw them <laughs> because I got disinherited a few right. weeks later. It wasn't an issue. And then when my Aunt Marianne and I started having contact again, uh, she had no problem with it, whatever. She she refers to, her, to herself as a gay icon. Really? Yeah. Um, I think it's because, you know, when she was um, a prosecutor or, you know, an ADA, I don't know if she was a DA, but whatever, she she was very progressive when it came to hiring right. out gay people and um, ahead of her time in that way. So, you know, good for her. Maybe and she's let part Leslie. You never know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 
no indication, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like she, she always said that her her closest friends were all gay men or priests. <laughs> were you really a life coach? Oh yeah, that's what you wanted to know about. Yes. I, yeah, I skipped right over that. I know. I just like that makes me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It was a. It'll be like I still want to work with people and help people. I just don't want the responsibility because right. You know what? Had I'd had suicidal patients and it's hard and like you can never it. it well, some people can. I had a really hard time just leaving it at the office. Right. Um, I thought, okay, maybe this is this is a way to do that without the responsibility gotcha. or the same degree of responsibility. So yeah, I got certified, and it turned out to be totally ridiculous and not <laughs> something worth doing. But. I mean, I did, did. Did you like have like people who you were like, okay, go out there and get you know, like, oh. <laughs> what were you helping them with? No, I was. Uh, I. I mean, I worked with very. It did not go well. Um, <laughs> So my main focus, though, if I if I had any clients, would have been uh, no. My focus was on health and wellness. Oh, okay, and basically helping people stay on track, which is something I had always struggled right. with, and um, you know that kind of thing. So um, it, it wasn't like rah rah. It wasn't right. like Tony Robbins kind of crap. Right. Um, but you know, it was an interesting short lived experience, and right. at, at the end of which, internet marketing seemed like an infinitely yeah, I, superior I, idea. And I'm still really good friends with one of the guys I trained with, so that's cool. Oh, and, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. 
Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. So now you, you're settled in, you have your daughter, you know, you don't have any contact with the family, pretty much. 2015. Well, actually, in 2009, so this is eight years, nine years after the lawsuit, or eight years after the lawsuit ended, I get an email telling me that I'm going to get an inv- invitation to my cousin Ivanka's wedding. I'm like, okay. I'm doing this with pain in my... Yeah, I wouldn't if I were you. Okay, uh, all right. I'm done. I'm done. Sorry. Yeah, that doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I always say we get to decide who we want in our club. And, yeah. Uh, as an honorary Jew, yes, I don't want them. Yeah, like, I don't want her. So um, I thought, all right, that's really weird. And you hadn't talked to anyone at this point. Not for nine years, no. So I thought, okay, maybe this is, this is um, a branch of some kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no way I would have been invited to this thing without my Aunt Marianne's approval. Right. I don't know who idea, whose idea it was or anything else. But okay, you know, my brother and sister-in-law were going, got a friend of mine to go with me, of course, <laughs> male friend to yeah. go with me. Although my invitation originally was not a plus one. What? I had to call and ask. Oh my God. If I could bring somebody. That's fucking mental. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I went thinking, first of all, how hysterical will it be? Right. But Maybe it's their way of starting bringing me back in because I didn't know what had happened. Right. You know, um, and I also knew that they, even though I didn't know what happened, I knew that they had treated us really horribly. And maybe this was their way to start making it up. Silly me. Um, So, yeah, as it turns out, it, it, there was no purpose to this. Right. Although I did start maintaining contact with my Marianne. And I got really fond of her, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did spend a fair amount of time together once in a while. You know, right. I'd go to the city, we'd have lunch, or I'd go to her place and we'd hang out. Right. And, um, you know, in some ways, she's a, she's funny, she's smart. We'd had really good conversations, but could never quite escape. The trappings? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like, you know, that that as much as I think in some ways she wanted to be different from them, right. was just like them. Yeah. And that became clear. Uh, when, okay. you, when you were a teenager and, you know, Don Jr. was born and did you look at him and you're like, oh, what a fucking brat. Like, did you ever think this kid is going to be a bratty? I, yeah. I, oh, they, first of all, I mean, I was... When I was in my 20s, they were in their, you know, really, they were 10, 11, 12. Yeah. And like any 23 or whatever year old is going to think that they're obnoxious and annoying. Right. right? But they really were. Right. Um, you know, we had this house, uh, sorry, a room in my grandparents' house called the library, which had no book. Yes, you mentioned that a lot. Yeah. Because that's where we, it was a really small room. And right. the more of us and the larger, like the men got, the more crowded it got. Yeah. There was a, a living room you could land a plane in, but right. we only ate cocktail shrimp in there before dinner. <laughs> but then we repaired to the library. Yeah, uh, it made no sense. So, um, but, you know, whereas my brother, my cousin and I, 
who were the first generation of graduate, we'd go into the backyard or right. we'd go into the basement. My uh, two cousins, uh, what what are their names? Eric Don- and Donnie, yeah, would, would like wrestle on the floor in the living room with all of the adults, like trying not to get trampled by right. them. While Ivanka sat on Donald's lap, it's like it was just you know, and they were rude. They were really rude. Like, yeah, they were, they were rude to people they thought didn't matter. That hasn't changed. Uh, weird, right? Yeah. So, do you feel like Donald has a weird relationship with Ivanka? Yeah, I mean, he he always did. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it, I look it, at pictures of them when he's like using, you know, taking her as his date. I'm like. There is something wrong here. Yeah. Really wrong. And no one's saying anything. Yeah, I mean, look, I didn't witness anything other right, than of course. every holiday, you know, she's like Velcroed to his lap. Right. And he's just like kissing her cheek and right. smooching her. And I don't know. I mean, like, I think, I guess, in retrospect, it was inappropriate, right. but it wasn't something like you're calling the cops. Right, right. You know? Um. And because for a lot of that, her mother was there too. Right. So uh, yeah, exactly. she's not having a problem with it. Right. I mean, I was like, you know, fairly young adult at the right. time, but yeah, it was always, uh, you know, people commented on it and, um, you know, it's, it's wrong. And I don't quite understand why something wasn't done. Unless, right. Like, I don't know, like who knows what happened. Right. But it's still uh, weird. It is weird. Now, how Jewy was their wedding? Well, it was kosher, of course. Right. Um, the chuppah. Thank yeah, you. Was made out of white roses, and it was like the size of my house. Um, You're so, it's supposed to be cloth. Whatever. Go ahead. Maybe it was, maybe it was just the, the, the top. The, oh, no, like the, the sides. Yeah, area yeah, where yeah. we were all sitting. Yeah. But... It was a lot of freaking white roses. Right. Probably cost more than my house. Right. Too. You know, there were so many people there, and it was so hard to hear over the helicopter. Plane, right. Right. Um, that I don't really know. And also, we were seated like as far away as right you possible. Get yeah. Because we were the disinherited disgraces. Right. You know, so you were at table D. Table yes. D D. Yeah. Yes. You know. The food wasn't great. And also, like, I ordered, a, I'm a vegetarian, so I ordered a vegetarian entree, which was not an option. And it never came. So I ended up just drinking, <laughs> right. I ended up just eating the olives in my martini. Which is fine. <laughs> so fucking funny. D- and Donnie's speech, what was Donald's speech? I don't even want to know. I hate him too yeah, much. Yeah, it's. No, I can't. I can't. Go yeah, there. Okay. Okay. So she, and then you never, that's it. That's the only. Other than Marianne, nothing until okay. the White House. Yeah. Okay. So 2015, he's running for president, right? Yeah. I know. You're like us. Like you think that there's no fucking way in the world. Nope. Like we, we learned our lesson. I know. I mean, yeah. I can't fucking believe. Like honestly, I still cannot fucking believe it. Like I cannot. Do you think, this is one of my theories, that reality TV, Jerry Springer, Morton Downey Jr., all those fucking shows where kids came home from school and saw people, you know, beating the shit out of each other, Geraldo, or, you know, who's your daddy? And I think 
Maury Povich. Maury Povich. That this created what we have in the white, like that that the the reason people would vote for someone like him. They totally dumbed us down. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they dumbed us down that way. Plus, social media has has shortened attention spans in a dramatic way. It's uh, corrupted uh, language in a way it hasn't been before, or at least in an accelerated right. way. And, you know, we can't forget that this has also been a Republican project for a long time. Right. To keep people ignorant because they know right. educated an educated citizenry is their enemy. Right. So we don't teach civics in school anymore. Right. People don't understand how government works. People don't understand that, that, that as citizens, they don't just have rights, they have responsibilities. And, you know, in conjunction with all that. That's such a good point. Thank you. You're welcome. The one thing that I think has been a an effect of fuckface being president is that people know more about how the government works now because they're like, what the fuck? And not, you know, like, I feel like people are so outraged that they, like, my kids are more politically savvy and politically aware because it's, I'm like, not normal. This is not normal. I mean, to go from fucking, from Barack Obama to this fucking, ugh. It's incredible. I'm not sure. I don't think I'm ever going to get over it. Well, same. And the country, too. So when he wins, first of all, where, like, were you like... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay, sorry. Wins. Yeah, wins, quote, unquote. I cried. I, you know what made me cry? Hillary, the next day when she was giving that speech, and she said, this is for all the little girls out there. You can do... And it just, I was... I, you know what it felt like? I'm not kidding. I woke up the same way I felt when my father dropped dead. You know, I I just, whatever. And my mother was, but I just, it was, I was in shock. And my mother was dead too, thank God, because, do you think I have to do something? I have to do something about, like, because you you talk about people are like, oh, why didn't you write the best one if you can? And it's like, because no one would have fucking listened to it. Plus no one thought he was going to fucking win. Right. Yeah. And you can't, that's the reason like people actually think I wrote the book the week it came out. Mm, no, no. Yeah. It takes a little bit longer than that. As you know, part of it too, though, is before 2016 is uh, like many people in my family, I suffer from some version of learned helplessness. Right. What could I do? Like what agency do I have? Yeah. And it wouldn't have mattered anyway. So no, I, I was in shock. I was, um, I I unraveled. Uh, I uh, I have PTSD, mm-hmm. which has nothing to do with Donald. Um, however, <laughs> after the election, it was like you know because suddenly I'm hearing my name dozens of times a day in a very particular right, right, context. Right. right, I'm seeing his face. It's inescapable. So I was feeling constantly triggered and. Um, my favorite symptom is dissociation. <laughs> so I'm right. dissociating all over the place. I'm um, on Twitter. Like I'm compulsively on Twitter. I'm compulsively watching the news as if there's anything I can do about it. Right. I think the visit to the White House was like sort of the last yeah. draw. So like I ended up needing to go get trauma therapy because right. I was a friggin' mess. And it was, you know, it was affecting everything. Um, of course. So... That's why I have a lot of empathy for people who, even without the personal connection, felt the same way. Yeah. 
because I, mean, I feel like you're such an anchor for us. Like you're such a, the way you explain, it's just, it makes us like, cause you think sometimes you're like, am I crazy? Or, you know, and I, that's why your book is so fucking great. All right. Your daughter, does she, she I mean, she obviously knows. How do you, and she's never met them, by the way. Yay. That's why she's so great. The only reason. (laughs) I wonder, is she doing okay? Like, does she? Oh, she's awesome. I mean, I have, unfortunately, turned her off politics probably forever. Right. Understandably, because it it almost killed me. Right. Um, But no, she's so grounded and level-headed and smart and funny and kind and all of that stuff that are not. Yeah. She was cute. I remember. You know, she's got great friends and, and because... You know, she's lived in the same town her whole life. Her friends have known her forever and have known right. about her forever, like have known that she had two moms and, right. you know, now she has a dad too and a little brother. You know, yeah, what the fuck is that? Who, I hate, you know, we call them hasbians. Um, <laughs> I, there's so many women who are like in these Leslie Relay and then they're like, we used to call it Lee Garlington disease because there was this actress, Lee Garlington, who was like out Les, Les, Les. And then she met this guy, Howard, and <laughs> married him. And so we called it Lee Garlington disease. Um, how is it for you? You're shy, being interviewed all the fucking time. Is it such, do you hate it? Uh, no, uh, no, honestly. You're so um, good at it. You're so fucking good at it. You know, I. it's funny because you, you never know how it's going to be. Right. Um, And I'm shockingly comfortable with it. You're so Um, good because you, you take the question in. It's like, so not impulsive. It's so (laughs) like, Oh, (laughs) like I wanted to punch Megan McCain in the face, but that's a whole other um, situation. Yeah, I did too, but she actually helped me because I knew I couldn't. And I knew that if I did, it would help her. Right. So, and also like, I'm not going to let somebody like her right. wild me up. Like, why? I, I know. You know. I love what that. What a waste of energy. But I, it's been really, and I don't mean to complain because there are so many people worse off, but it's just in the context of what, like, what I was expecting. It is pretty hard, you know, to have all, do all these uh, media appearances and, and get to meet really cool people and talk to really smart, interesting people. And then close the computer and I'm sitting on my couch yeah. by myself. It's, you know? I'm telling you. It's like people wonder why performers are drug addicts and alcoholics. It's like, we love you, adoration, adoration, done, over. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So for me, anyone else would be fired from their job for doing one of the things that motherfucker has done, right? Anything. Or not be able to get a security clearance. Right. What's the best argument to say, like to someone who's a supporter of him, what do you think is the best way to just shut them down? Like, and just, because this idea that character doesn't matter, 
you're representing the country. Yes, it does. You know. Well, I mean, we can't make that argument with them because they like him. You know, right. they think he's great because there's I don't know why, but I love the ones that were like, she t- he tells the truth. He tells the I'm like he's a fucking compulsive liar. But but not only that, but but what they mean is they he speaks his mind, right? right? right. Okay, fine. But why is that a positive attribute when you're saying I'm racist, right? I, and rape women, right? Um, it, well, since when does is that a good quality right. to have? You know, and it's sort of like the fact that he says it openly makes it okay with these right. people. All right. You know, I'm so not interested in them because I don't believe there's actually anything I could say right. to them. But if there were, I don't, I, and I don't think I could be the messenger at this point. Right. Um, but um, I would suggest that somebody say that, because this is actually true. If you really cared about him, if you really had his best interests at heart, the last place in the world you would want him to be is the Oval Office because it's right. so bad for him. The stress, the pressure, the scrutiny, um, the fact that it's, well, you couldn't say this to them either, but it's so beyond his capabilities because right. he has none. You know, um, if his children cared about him, they would not want him anywhere near this situation. Right. Um, but, you know, nobody's going to say that, first of all, and people close to him don't care about him. Right. They're just, they're getting whatever they can get as long as they can. Do you think he has any feelings? Yeah. Um, I think he uh, feels a lot of anger. Right. He can feel humiliation, which is why he avoids it so dramatically because it's... Well, he, that, he avoids it, but that's what he does to other people. Like he, Right, and he can also... Right, and he, he also gets a kick out of that. And I mean, I don't mean to suggest he feels happiness or joy because he doesn't, but he feels the kind of pleasure one gets in humiliating others, hurting others, getting away with things. Um, but, you know, thanks in large part to my grandfather, Donald has a very narrow range of human emotions, right. which is one of the reasons we're in this situation. Right. Because it's very dangerous right. uh, for anybody like that to have any power over anybody else, let alone hundreds of millions of people. He's so, not a, ha- he's so unhappy. He's not he, funny. No, and and that's the thing. I mean, not that uh, it's, it doesn't really matter with, I guess. Um, but for those of us struggling, um, because it does feel like he's always getting away with everything. And it, it does yeah. like, I'm always, it makes me so angry. Like when he gets a win. Yes. You know, a Same. Spray. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Just because it gives him a moment of whatever yeah. pleasure is for him. But just remember though, he's a miserable, weak, terrified person. So it's not like he's really benefiting from it. Right, right, right. You know? And and the other thing to remember is we could be him. Could you imagine? No, I'd fucking, oh, no. I always said if I was a drag queen, my name would be Anne Hedonia. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he has Anne Hedonia? That is, for for all my listeners who are not as smart as I am, uh, that's like someone who gets no pleasure out of it, but I guess he does get pleasure out of something, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's not, um, he's not schizoid. He's right. not, uh, completely numb to things. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we might be better off if he were. 
Do you think because of your, the way you grow up, do you think you're a better parent because of all of that? Because it sounds like you are. Just having all those experiences, do you think your, your child has the right values? Because, I mean, you were really, I mean, you're with people who have the worst values that, you know? You know, if you want to be a good person, yeah, um, which apparently a lot of us don't want to be, yeah, it helps to have a little uh, tragedy in your life early course, on, right? And it 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 helps to have struggles, and it, it humanizes helps. you, yeah, right. And it makes you appreciate good things when you have them, right? Um, and like that's one of the problems with Donald. Yes, he had a very traumatic childhood, and he did suffer enormously. But he was it was very young when when that happened, so right. He doesn't remember it, but but unconsciously it scarred him. But right. when he got older, like everything was handed to him. He never had to prove himself. He never had to. I mean, some of the stories in the book are just like, yeah, you know, so, that their your grandfather paying the, you know, a beam and all these people off. And then yeah, it's the whole fuck it. Yeah. Right. And like, so, you know, he was always told he was great. So he never had to bother right. being good, you know. So um, for for my daughter, I think, you know, she got a. We, we live in this very st- white, straight town. Uh, and um, and then, you know, we split up and she's got these two very different sides of her family. And, um, you know, she had to negotiate all of that. And she's probably uh, such a great person. She, yeah, she is like the best person I've ever known. Um, and she has like the best laugh ever. Oh, I, she needs to come to one of my shows. Now, um, where do you think you get your courage from God that yeah that makes me uncomfortable because I I don't see it like that at all I don't I don't feel like this is courageous you know I think bravery I yeah, think well, because there's so many people I mean you look at all all the people in the Senate all these people who are just afraid of him so they just you know and you're yeah. just yeah I think they're, you- they're af- I think they're afraid of uh the base and and getting primaried by somebody yeah. even more psychotic than they are. Right. But, um, you know, I look, I think bravery, I think, I think raising a black child in America, um, oh, I think yeah. bravery, I think people fleeing violence in Honduras and traveling over thousands of miles of hostile territory to try to find a better life for your child only to be separated from them and right. tortured. <laughs> you know, this to me just felt like a responsibility. Right. I, I love you know? that. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been the easiest life a lot right. of times, but I've also been enormously privileged. And um, you're very humble. But it's like Ivanka. I mean, you remind me of Ivanka and Donald. we have a lot in common, but yeah. that's the thing we most have in common, yeah. especially the wardrobe, you know? Yeah, well, she borrows stuff from me. <laughs> I mean, when we still spoke. Yeah. Uh, which was often. <laughs> yeah. Do you, are you ever scared? Of well, excited. No, just like that, they're going to come after you. Like that. that, Oh, you know, not not consciously. Right. Um, I had a really wild dream when I was writing the book. Um, I was at I was at a a rally. It was one of his rallies, and I wasn't I wasn't in the audience. I was on the stage, but not speaking or anything. Right. It was very vivid, and it was very short dream. But you know, tens of thousands of people in the stands and. I'm at this rally and, you know, writing a book that's probably not going to go over very well. Uh, suddenly, like I'm feeling the energy of it. And then I wake up, sit bolt upright and say out loud, 
it was totally by myself. I'm going to be assassinated. No, really? Swear to God. Yeah. Um, so clearly on, it's in my mind. Right, right, right. It's somewhere but, back there. Yeah. But I'm actually, um, I'm much more afraid of tornadoes. Right. <laughs> which I'm thankful I don't live anywhere that has yeah. them. Um, so look, I, I, Maxine Waters gets death threats. Adam Schiff gets death threats. Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, for God's sakes. I fucking, I I know. You know, so if that's the price I have to pay for doing my, you know, my bit, then fine. I mean, I don't want to die, obviously, but, you know, whatever. I'll take care of whatever I need to take care of. But um, I'm infinitely more afraid of uh, November. Yes, same. What do you think of Michael Cohen? I know, right? Uh, Can you unring the bell? Oh, yeah, I know. True. Sorry. Um, You know, once a grifter, always a grifter. If um, he had been given a place in the administration or um, whatever, this we wouldn't even talk about him. He would have kept doing what he was doing and protecting that person. And, you know, I don't honestly see what he's offered. Where are all those tapes that he talked about? I don't know. It's like he's I believe what he's saying now. But there's no proof. Right. Do you think that this is a really scary thought that the children, your cousins, they're grooming them to continue on in the and first of all, you know, they were all Democrats, but they're grooming them for future in politics, don't you think? I so resent having to talk about these people. All right, all right, fine. No, 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 because I, it's a perfectly legitimate question that should be answered. I'm saying that you and I and everybody listening to this should be resentful that we even have to talk about. I know, people. and I feel like so that's Jared and right. And I hate Stephen Miller, the Nazi. I that, mean, he's a fuck. He is Satan, that motherfucker. He's, yeah, and apparently so is the woman who married him. But oh yeah, duh. Yeah, um, Satan. Even his family hates him. But like, but yes, I do. I do think that that is in some circles. Um, and that, look, I mean, if if Donnie can run from prison, more power to him. Uh, he's got to get arrested. I think. Yeah, that is the hope. I think honestly that. Um, it's more likely to be him, um, like unless a, a, a woman is the Democrats candidate because they're, you know, they're so simple minded in that way, which right. is why we got Sarah Palin. Um, but I think Ivanka Ugh. is I mean, she's just as bad, but I think she's too polished and moderate seeming. Yeah. For the base where, uh, you know, Donnie's virulent and, and hateful. Um, and grotesque and murders animals. And that yeah. bonus. Uh, yeah, I love those photos. I, you know, Ivanka at that fucking Republican National Convention, and I looked in my father's eyes, and I knew what he, and I'm like, shut the, don't you, it's like a fucking parody. It's like a fucking parody. Yeah, but it sucks a lot of people in, which I is know. the okay. thing that I most struggle with. Like, it's really difficult when you see something so clearly as you do, as so many people on the left do, as even a lot of, you know, like the Lincoln Project people do, right? Uh, I know. Who it's knew so I would be fucking obvious? Yeah. How is it possible? And it's not just like, how is it possible that people don't see it? How is it possible that people believe exactly the opposite? Oh, right, 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 right. 
stuff they see. Yes. Yes. So what, do you um, think he has to, he's got to have stuff on like Lindsey Graham and all these. Uh, I, I hate, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, but you know, I've thought of that too. And it's like, it can't be all of them. They have right. something on. So well, we know I think what they some have of them are Lindsay's. true believers. Yeah. Like uh, the Kevin McCarthy's and the Devin Nunez's and the Jim Ugh. fucking rape apologist Jordan. Yeah. Um, then there are the people who understand what my grandfather understood and is that Donald is somebody who's very useful, the stronger, more powerful men, because he's right. so easily manipulated. Right. Which and is then, why Putin loves him. You yes. Know? McConnell, Barr, exactly. Yeah. And then there are the people who... Yeah, there may be something on them. And I think, okay, obviously it's bad enough to make them risk their entire country. <laughs> for right. It. But then I think, seriously, like how bad could it be? Right? right. Not all of them are pedophiles, for example. Right. It could just be indiscretions and embarrassments. Or right, right. So it's like if one one of these people got the courage to stand up to this, they, that person would be a fucking hero. I know. Nobody would care what the blackmail thing is. Right. But I guess they're all just, you know, total cowards who think that they have a better chance um, writing this out and hoping that, you know, he steals another four years. Oh, God, no, please. No. I know, I know, I know. I don't want to leave on that note because... I know. All right, look, well, I'll I mean, leave a, on my... We're going to do I, everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen. Okay, before we leave, and I'm sorry for t- taking up so much of your time. I love you so much. I had a blast. Wow. you kidding? I wish they were all like this. <laughs> I just, you're fascinating. Okay, so this is the two questions we ask all guests. Number one, we, like I have multiple person. <laughs> me and, hey, how are you? One... Mm-hmm. What do you do for your mental health? We're a very pro mental health podcast. So like yeah. I'm on antidepressants. I do, I meditate. So what do you do for good mental health? Not enough. Um, but yeah, I, I take an antidepressant and um, I actually, I haven't been doing much lately because I'm a little stressed and you got to work out. I'm having a hard time like negotiating my weird schedule, but under Less stressful that yeah, you should work out every 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 day yeah. as much as possible and hard. Work out hard. Um, meditating is great. And also, like I think it's important to have a hobby. Like I don't see consider tennis working out. Um, I consider it a skill. Oh, great. That That's what I'm better been doing. at. Thank you. You know, like I always want to get better at something. Right, so right. I play tennis, I play the guitar. Um, I play piano. We could do music. If I start practicing again. So okay. yeah, absolutely. Very important. Okay, final question. It's called Kill Me Now because I get annoyed at everything. What pisses you off more than anything in the entire, that makes you fucking so mad? It could be anything. I mean, it's like a tie between- Fuck face. Millions of things. Uh, no, it's just really hard to narrow down right now. No, I, it's a, it's a, I think, well, two things, if I can oh, please. bend the rules a bit. Yeah. One is what we were talking about earlier. Anytime he gets a win- in a court or it makes me insane. Right. More to the point, I think when I see people willing to risk their lives, their children's lives, their parents' lives, their friends' lives, total strangers' lives by going to indoor. Oh my God. Events, what the fuck is that? Can't handle it. You, 
And he, they keep saying the blue, you know, it's all the blue states. You, they're all going to get it. They're all going to fucking get it. Yeah, look at the rates in North Ca- uh, yeah. Dakota and tell me that it's the blue states yeah, the blue that state. are the problem. So, um, Mary Leah, I have to say, <laughs> I you are. This was my dream interview. I I have always admired you. I think you're fucking great. Keep doing what you're doing. We have to play tennis. We will. Um, but I I can't thank you enough. You're just so amazing. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, your book is fucking perfect. Well, okay. Thank you for that. But I, I've been looking forward to this ever since we talked about doing it. I had uh, so much fun. Uh, and now, unfortunately, I have to go to work. All right. I'm sorry. Anyway, thank but you. But you're so great much. at it. Thank you. Mwah! I'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with the one and only Mary Trump. If you like the show, I mean, how can you not? Please make sure to subscribe and leave a review. It helps more people find this amazing podcast. Five stars only for the review, please. Thank you. Also, if you have not purchased my book, yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. There's something wrong with you. It's such a great book. And the audiobook was featured in New and Noteworthy in the New York Times book review. I know I say that every week, but it was featured in the New York Times book review. Okay? And I'm a little, uh, you know, verklempt about it. Let's read an, uh, an Amazon review. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is from Armando. Oh, the title of the review, Best Book of 2020. <laughs> I love how funny, informative, and smart this book is. It's a must-read for those who need a good laugh to be inspired and walk away with a side of wisdom. 10 out of 10 all the way. Thank you, Armando. I don't know you, but ooh, I love you. So uh, there you go. It would mean so much to me if you would check it out. All order links are on the homepage of my website, judygold.com, which is brand new or wherever books are sold. Not that anyone's going outside. Also, please make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram for all upcoming virtual and live events and dates at Judy Gold at J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. You know, like Jew Gold, because I'm a Jew. And um, just remember, two more weeks. Please vote, please vote, please vote. And if you're voting for you-know-who, don't vote, don't vote, don't vote. And stay safe, wear a mask, and as we always say, so long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.